Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. everybody welcome to rain delay theater i am jeremy of dionisio and i'm jack of swakowski and we just came back from game of thrones night at the uh guaranteed rate field where we saw the new york yankees take on the chicago white Sox on uh, august 6th yeah that's right now so you're probably wondering what the heck was up with our introduction yes uh, jack of swakowski i am wondering well we we Really, we were just trying to uh, stay in character uh, with Game yeah. of Thrones nights. So I was in the mood. I felt like you know. I felt uh, yeah, in the yeah. Mood festive. So so Jeremy, let's let's begin uh, by saying, have, uh, have you ever seen Game of Thrones? I have. I watched the intro to the first episode. There uh-huh. was a lot of bloodshed in, okay. the, in the snow, and I'm mm-hmm. like, cool. Then the next scene after the credits was like two little kids talking, and I'm like. I'm out. Okay, I'm yeah, done. and 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 that's fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you and Jason Benetti, I guess, are kind of in yeah, the same boat. He has enough. actually also uh, never seen it. Um, him and Stoney were talking about it the other day, okay, and okay. Uh, you know, Benetti admitted he had never seen it, and Stone went, "That is very surprising." <laughs> uh, so, uh, but I, you know, I'm all caught up, so I uh, I know all the references, or at least most of them. Yeah. So, uh, the reason we were adding the of, uh, sort of in between our names, yeah. is because that is pretty much, the promotion mostly consisted of them showing a graphic of players' names right. on the scoreboard, and right. it's saying, for instance, Jose of Abreu. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so, well, okay, let's take it back. So, uh-huh. like, uh, we were, te- we were, I was texting with you earlier today, and yeah. I was like, I, I, it just became uh, news to me that mm-hmm. it was uh, Game of Thrones night. Right. Um, and I was like, well, I wonder what that is going to consist of. And yeah. I think you said, well, it pretty just pretty much just means that they're going to put like Jose Abreu's face on like uh, one of the characters' bodies, right? Yeah, you which know, is like, usually what it, it does it consist of, right? For, for instance, uh, Star Wars night, they might put Abreu's uh, head on like Chewbacca's body. Yeah, exactly. Why not? It we sounds fi- like fun. Yeah, and we we figured this would be the, the same type of thing. The thing is, though, with Game of Thrones, so uh, it, it's mainly just like medieval. Uh, period garb, so nobody sure. nobody really wears like a distinct costume no. for the most part. People yeah. people wear different clothes, yeah. Um, so it's not like Star Wars where you're like, oh, that guy's Han Solo, clearly. Yeah, yeah true, yeah. true, true. I mean, if if they really wanted to get fancy with it, they could have put like um, beards and long hair on everybody. Yeah, but that's way too much Photoshop work. Yes, for one night. But so what they would do is they'd show the guy um, on the video board. They would show like a picture of him. Basically, it was just a picture of the player with like a Game of Thrones esque border yeah. on, on the photo. Yeah, I and it would say their name. Yep, yep. And then it would like transition to like a, a graphic of just their head. But during the transition on the side of the graphic, it would say Yoan of Mancada or Jose of Abreu. And it, it did this for every single player. There was no variation. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, and there was nothing fancy. No, no fancy variation. Yeah, just. The thing is, that's not even accurate to Game of Thrones. No, it makes... Uh, yeah. So, so you know, the char- characters' names are like Tyrion Lannister. They don't say Tyrion of Lannister. Right, or Ned yeah. Stark. They don't say Ned of Stark. Right, they, you're saying like they could have said like of family Stark Yeah, or, or like of, of House Stark. Of House Stark. Or of yeah, House right. Baratheon. But yeah. they, don't, they don't put of just in the middle of their names. I mean, for my... Without knowing Game of Thrones, like... I, 
and my, my my middling knowledge of my my moderate to zero little knowledge uh-huh. of middle medieval like uh, trivia. I would always I thought that it would be like like something of and there would be like their town where they're from or something sure, right yeah like why they could have done Yoan of Cuba or something you know <laughs> like that would have been cool yeah I don't know but like it's the laziest goofy crap ever but it's hilarious also now here's what I was actually this is the first time I've ever said this but I, I was sad that Leori Garcia did not appear in the game because yeah. we had Ab- we had Abasail Garcia and so he was Abasail oh. of Garcia yes and so if Larry had played he would also have been Leori of Garcia so right. you'd have technically you'd have two guys in the lineup from the same house yeah that would have been interesting been, which would have been exciting they could have teamed up and killed you know Giancarlo of Stanton, probably. Maybe. (laughs) Um, So there was one uh, also. So nobody's, you know, sometimes for these uh, uh, promotional nights, people dress up. Yeah, uh, in the garb. But there was nothing. There was nobody dressed up. Actually, you know, people. If people were dressed up in anything, it was Yankees attire. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that was was the pinstripes and like the NY symbol part of Game of Thrones. Because if so, it was the biggest cosplay yeah, night ever. A resounding success. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but so there was one point. Uh, maybe it was in the top or bottom of the second inning. It was early on in the game. Yeah. They showed our uh, boy. Yeah, our boy Scott. We think yeah. his name is Scott. We're not so. sure. We yeah. ran into him outside the long room one time, <laughs> but did not talk to him. No. We would. That would not happen in twenty. 2018. We would no. have a lot to talk to Scott about. We buy him a beer, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. This is the host. The, the, if he runs into the two hosts of Rain Delay Theater, he's he's getting a talking to. Oh yeah, so, yeah. If he ever I, stops working for the Sox, he's coming on this podcast. That's right. And I might try to get his autograph too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, they they had Scott up there, and he was in maybe left field uh, where they filmed some of their vignettes. Yeah. And uh, so they had a bunch of characters they dressed had, up like Game of Thrones they characters. Had the throne itself. Yeah, they had the Iron Throne itself. And he was like he was sitting on it and then mm-hmm. he was surrounded by Game of Thrones characters. Yeah. I will say that like creepily enough, like the girl who was dressed as Arya Stark, uh-huh. um, actually looked like Arya Stark, okay. which was a little weird, but that was the only case where that was actually true. Yeah. I couldn't tell who any of the other characters were besides Daenerys. There was someone with like well, there's one dude with a headband but only over one eye. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I guess I didn't see all of them. There but, was that one, okay. and then there was someone who looked, who had, like, little cuts on their face. It looked like Edward Scissorhands. It might have, that, that might have been, like, they were supposed to be the character named the Hound. Okay. Um, possibly. Possibly, uh, yeah. But, um, so there was one girl, she was dressed up as Daenerys, and I think she eventually took over the Iron Throne, sitting on it. Yeah, but that's she, the blonde with, like, yeah, the, it was the blonde. dress or it, something. It was the blonde. I mean, she looked, she was dressed more like the Little Mermaid than Daenerys. But, or, or, like, a princess or something. Yeah, or, like, yeah. A, yeah this generic princess. Um, yeah, and so, but she she was uh, doing this thing where she wasn't like blinking. She was just st- <laughs> she she wasn't she was like she was Hannibal Lecter, you yeah, know, uh, yeah. or something like Her, that. She had big eyes, big yeah, wide eyes. She had big wide eyes, and she wasn't blinking, and she was staring right at the camera. Yeah, it would. Yeah, that's not uh, that's not something Daenerys does. Well, I leaned over to Jack and I'm like, "Is this something in character?" And you said, "Not really." No, no, yeah. which it's, is fitting for the rest of the promotion. Yeah, I guess. It, yeah, exactly. Um, it like she looked like well, she looked like Cindy Brady from the episode of the Brady Bunch when she's on that kids quiz show and Cindy sees the red light on the camera and just stares. Ahead. Okay, uh-huh. um, but uh, that's that's the kind of TV references I'm working with. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and she also kind of had that look like. She was being embarrassed by her dad or something, yeah, like yeah. in a photo. Uh-huh. Like the dad's like, everybody say cheese or say Gouda, or, you know? Yeah. Like it's some bad dad joke. And like her, the guy who she likes is standing right behind the dad. Right. And she's like mortified. Like it was very odd. Yes. And she was hired specifically to be on camera 
in character looking like this person. Yeah. And she couldn't have looked less like comfortable. No. It was weird. And so actually that was gonna be a question I had for you was like, mm-hmm. do you think those they, they just found those people and they were dressed like that or do you think they hired them? They must have hired them. Yeah, I, I mean they hired them, but where the hell do you go to for that? Like yeah. a party? Like like I know like like some party planning company, they're like we can get you a clown, we can get you a juggler. We Game of Thrones, yeah, we'll get you those. We'll get you all of them, you know. Uh-huh. We'll get one of them looks like Edward Scissorhands, right? All right, well, whatever. We got that too. We'll throw an Edward free on the house, you know. Like I don't know, but it was definitely weird. And yeah, I don't know where these people come from. No, but uh, I, I don't know, like DePaul what? Drama School or something. I, yeah, I don't know, who knows? Well, I'll tell you who. Okay, so who looked more like a Game of Thrones character than any of the people they had up there was our boy, uh, the uh, vendor. Um, yeah, with the with the beard. So Jeremy, yeah, you repeated cracky. that joke. Could you repeat that joke for us one more time? Um, yeah, I believe he goes. Um, well, actually, today he like had a, a new inflection on it. So this is the craggy voiced guy mm-hmm. um, who like who like saw my pilot's head and was like Seattle pilots. Mm-hmm. I'll take any opportunity I can to do that voice. Mm-hmm. But he goes this time. He goes like, guys, come on, this beer's colder than my ex-wife on a winter morning. Right? Or yeah, winter yeah. in December or something yeah, like that. Yeah. I think it was a winter morning. Yeah, now, yeah. Uh, now, now, here's the thing. Now, this guy, let, let's, let, let us paint a picture of you for him. So we, we've yes. said that he looks like an old, crusty sailor. Yeah. Uh, he's, got, he's got a big, scraggly uh, red beard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like it's like like reddish brown. It's like one of those like it was like a Jason Mott beard. It was like multicolor. <laughs> it was like reddish. It was brownish. It was grayish. It yeah. was gross. It, and there's it, definitely some debris in there. Yeah, it looks like it hasn't been washed in about a month. And mm-hmm. then he's got he's the, his hair is the same deal. Yes. It's very greasy. It's usually in a ponytail. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and it it looks uh, gross as well. And not to mention that he's like dripping with sweat from walking around. Yeah, the he's a he's a large man, and so. Uh, so I I think so he would fit perfectly into Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, sure. he, he would be he would be uh, that one of those characters where you would see a bunch of these like scraggly guys around a fire and he uh, would have like a, a glass of ale and he would stand up and be like this ale is colder than my ex-wife on a winter morning and then all the guys around him would laugh like it was the funniest thing they ever did here and then immediately after that like an arrow would come at this dude and like slay him and then there would be a big battle scene so he's just a minor character in Game of yeah, Thrones right. but he's the only person who looked like he belonged there yes you should um, I listen J.R.R. Martin uh-huh. If you're listening, if you're a listener, you're a fan of Rain Delay Theater, you just got a great idea for for season five or whatever they're yeah. on. You yeah. know, you, you release them every three or to five years or however your release schedule is. Take this note. This is a good note, mm-hmm. J.R.R. Martin. Is that his name? I think it's George, George R.R. Martin. Martin. Yeah. yeah. I'm confusing Tolkien and this guy. That's <laughs> fine. He deserves it. Anyway. Yeah, totally. No, I, you know, I don't know. It's like... The, of course, the White Sox, like, that's the extent of that. That's as much as they're willing to commit to the promotion. Like, yep. I actually thought it would be funny if they, like, gave, like, uh, Game of Thrones spoilers, like, in between innings or oh, something. Yeah. Just so you know, in episode two, the Red Wedding, everyone dies or whatever, you know? Uh-huh. Like, I think that would be pretty funny. Um, the only other thing that they did was, as we walked into the stadium, and we captured this on the Instagram story, they had a... a an Irish band playing uh-huh. um, Gaelic Storm. They were actually pretty good. They were good. Yeah. They, they 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 through no fault of their own were associated with this poorly pro- poor promotion. Um, and they were they were just playing music that maybe sounds like it might be in the background of Game of Thrones. I think when they walked in, they were, when we walked in, they were playing Thunderstruck. I'm yeah. not 100 percent sure. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure it was. But like again, it's like. 
we, you were asking, like, did the person who did the, this promotion even... Do they even watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Because it's like... Yeah, the, the, the Yoan of Mankata is just, like, not... It's it's just, like... It's, it's like when people, like, try to do... Like, speak, like, Spanish, and they just add O to the end of the word. Right, like, yeah, it's, yes. it's, it's as lazy as that. Mm-hmm. And it's like... I think they're, like... They heard Gaelic Storm, and they're like, uh, this could be on in the background of Game of Thrones. Let's, let's get them out there, you know? Yep, yep. So, anyway, that was, that was that. Well, before the game, there was also something pretty cool, too. Oh, uh, yeah. We saw a plane crash survivor uh, throw out the first pitch. Yeah, they, they first... Well, the first guy that they called... And I forgot to look up. I was going to research the plane crash, but yeah. I, I miss, I'm missing it. And, like, okay, so um, they had some guy from, like, uh, Chicago Tonight, like, on WGN, or WTTW, like, throw out the first pitch. We didn't know who he was. He got a mattering a very sparse applause and then they're like they call out this guy <clears throat> and he was i believe i guess i'm gonna sound completely like out of the loop here and not following news which is true i watch baseball too much but mm-hmm. there was a plane crash i believe in mexico and like it it was like one of those things where like everyone survived um which is miraculous it's crazy and they brought one of the guys out to throw out the first pitch yeah. and like so they were like um you know I, f- I forgot what his name was but like they're like um Bill Simmons, the, you know, whatever, that's, that's the guy. <laughs> that's from, the ESPN yeah. guy, but whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, was recently aboard the plane, flight, whatever, that crashed in Mexico and miraculously everyone survived. And, like, here he is to throw the first pitch. <laughs> and, like, I mean, it's fine. He, he actually threw a great pitch. Yeah, he threw a strike. Yeah, good for him. Uh, but, like, that's pretty heavy stuff for, like, a baseball first pitch. Yeah. You know? They can just have, like, a kid, like, some little kid or something, or, like, some guy, like, from Coldwell Banker or something, or from uh-huh. Century 21, uh, you know, some dude who, like, bought his way into the throwing the first pitch. Like, that's some more speed I'm used to, but a freaking plane crash survivor? Yeah, man. It's like, I don't know. I mean, also, I, I you know, there is something to be said of, like, hey, I survived a plane crash. I'm going to really make the most of my life. Yeah. And that equates to throwing out the first pitch at a White Sox game. I'd be like, listen, man, life's too precious. I got to go live it up. Yeah. So, you know, um, I uh, I was wondering. So this guy didn't get that much applause. He was even doing the waving his arms up yeah, thing, yeah, trying yeah. to get people. And, like, people didn't really seem to acknowledge it. No. Now, what makes sense is that so there were a lot of Yankees fans in the audience. Oh. Maybe they're still bummed about Thurman Munson. Oh, Jesus, yeah. I don't know if I should go there, but uh, I mean, it's only... maybe still too soon. Well, but... I was going to say time. It's probably... It's probably time enough has passed, but uh, uh-huh. you might have just alienated all Yankees fans less than 15 minutes into the episode. Ooh, ooh, so, guys, okay. uh, listen, we're going to turn it around. We have a great things to say about your team. Just keep listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, fine. All right. So, all right. Let's talk about the video board. Yeah. Okay. Listen, and, and, and honestly, Yankees fans... You got it easy compared to like the way we roast the Chicago, the Chicago White Sox marketing department every uh-huh, game. Uh huh. Listen, we gotta call them out. Like the 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 video board at the at, at Guaranteed Rate Field is is a high, if not higher than the actual team, uh, source of entertainment mm-hmm. like no other. And it's not because of the way the White Sox intended. No, it's usually from its shortcomings. Yes, its major shortcomings. So we already talked about the Game of Thrones. Uh, promotion but uh you know there was more um the uh they did it again guys the big fly (laughs) the big fly promotion which consists of people flicking their phones and watching a graphic that may or may not be live which i don't know how you can patch a graphic from a phone live into um 
the guaranteed rate video board. What what I know what I noticed this is the first time yes, I've noticed I this I know what is that uh, Scott actually does play by play for it. Yes, where he's like, oh, and you know this person hit it a little farther. Nemo, than this Nemo. yeah, Nemo, the guy who won the, <laughs> his name was Nemo. <laughs> I yeah. feel like he just gave a fake name yeah, or something. Yeah, that's his gamer tag or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I was going to say, what I noticed about it is that it's out of sync with what we're looking at on the board. Uh-huh. Like, you can, you can um, if you have Apple TV, you can patch your phone signal onto your TV. Yeah. So are they using an Apple TV to patch a phone signal onto the <laughs> screen? But then it has, like, the leaderboard. Like, I don't know... What they're showing on the board, I don't know what I'm looking at. No. I know that I'm looking at three people flick their phones, which I can see everywhere. At least this time they had non-teenagers do it. Yeah. So that's, well, that's even more exciting, watching an, a, an adult, a technology-challenged uh, adult flick their phone. Uh-huh. Like, actually, it, it is kind of funny to watch someone who doesn't know how to use a phone use a phone. Yeah. But, like... It's it's insane that I'm watching three people look at their like look at their phone essentially, mm-hmm. and there's play by play of it. So like I don't know that would definitely be something we talked about. It. This is definitely something we would like to discuss with Scott yeah. over a beer. That's got to be a tough sell. Yeah, for sure. There's no way he's loving that. Now, there, yeah. what something that was supposed to be intentional comedy uh, on the board is mm-hmm. they do these segments called Brewing with Ricky. Yeah, um, Goose Island Beer. Goose Island Beer. Co-produced or whatever. So the uh, the what these are about is that like Rick Renteria is taking over Goose Island. Yes. Um, and so in this uh, in, in this edition. Vignette, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He um he decides to get everybody at Goose Island uh, new uniforms. Yes. Uh, so the the whole the entire skit Consists of these people uh, doing their jobs dressed up uh, in white socks, in white socks uniforms. Yeah, and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there was no, there were no jokes. Somebody no. was at their desk typing, and they looked disgruntled because they had to wear a white socks uniform. Yes. Okay, and now that brings me to my my point, which is. Are you trying to tell your fans that it's a bummer to wear the White Sox uniform? <laughs> you know, it's like the message that they're sending is that these guys are bummed out that they have to put on the White Sox uniform. Yeah. Like, shouldn't they be happy to be wearing it? Yeah. Like, I I mean, from a, from a logistics standpoint, it's probably not practical to work in a brewery wearing, a, like, a, a, a polyester baseball uniform. Right. But, like... It's sending mixed messages at best, I, I would say. Yeah. And like, yeah, and it's just, and so Ricky Renteria comes in, he's like, all right, guys, new uniforms. And like, <laughs> that's about the amount of conviction that he, that he portrays this. Yep. Ricky Renteria is not a good actor. No. And no. He, 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 he has as much conviction as like um, the White Sox did of like planning the Game of Thrones promotion. It was yep. like, all right, guys, new uniforms. No. There were, there were some, uh, there, there were actually, a, there was a good opportunity for like a, a joke there. So yeah. like, what if one of the employees like hated his uniform, so he decided to cut it up? Yeah, yeah, right. You know, yeah, they, that, it was a total missed opportunity. A nice little, a little subversive shot at Chris Sale. Yeah, and Robin, and Robin Ventura as well. Yeah. You know, why not? They could have made like a brewer's joke. Right. They're beer brewers. They could have made a brewer's joke. Right. Um, But yeah, nothing, you know, far be that That one has, that one smacks of maybe like Goose Island hired their own guy to do that. Yeah. Like some like hipster director guy that they know who like likes Goose Island beer. Right. And like... He's like, yeah, I can make you a great video, you know, and like, oh yeah, but I don't know how to write shit, so it's gonna suck. Mm-hmm. But I can turn, I can point the camera and get a good exposure. I don't know. Yeah, I'm getting a video nerdy on this uh-huh. now, but that's fine. Um, 
So yeah, Bruin with Ricky. I, I look forward to the next one. I hope they keep churning them out because yep. it must, you know, it's like the equivalent of just like having a belch, you know. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, all right, well, here's another Bruin with Ricky episode. All right, so there's that. Oh, man. Um, another, like, uh, like missed, a swing and a miss, um, uh, like, vignette in between innings was the emoji cam yes which they didn't even call it them there was no like identifier no. of it but so later on this was later on in the game they you know in between innings they would show a shot a standard shot of the crowd and then you know they'd wait for them to look up at the board and acknowledge that like see themselves on the board and then an emoji would pop up mm-hmm. or uh, some sort of graphic mm-hmm. at one point it was uh southpaw's face yeah the mascot of the white Sox, but mostly it was like emojis and it would be like the winking face or the smiling face or whatever, and like it would just and it would it seemed like to be like it was like a it was like an Instagram filter, so it would look like it would like it would like you know stuck to their face and like it would change expressions or whatever. But really, what would happen is like it would show it and then like it would like go off and then come back and like it would show it and then go off and then you'd see the fans and like they look disappointed. They look yeah. like, "Hey, I'm on the board. Oh, they just covered my face up." Yeah. Well, this sucks. Yep. And then it would cut back to them just in time for you to see that face and then they moved to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And then like people just didn't get it. Like there was like they showed one group and like they did like um they put like a catcher's mask on some people and it had the White Sox logo and like some guy was just looking at it and he like scratched his face and when you put the face in front of the filter it makes the filter go away yeah and like he would just scratch his face and like the filter would go away and like it was it was just miss it was it was a swing and a miss and and all that it really left was like people looking disappointed they looked yeah. like palpable like significantly disappointed on their face to like to be on the board but yet have their face covered up by an emoji yeah so I mean again it's a swing and a miss there. Um, you know, that's that's got to be three strikes, you're out. But. Well, one guy who wasn't disappointed uh, to be on the board was the guy uh, with the Johnny Cash shirt. Uh, yes. Uh, so Luis Avilan yes. uh, enters the game to, uh, is, is the song called Ring of Fire uh, yeah, by yeah. Johnny Cash? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So he enters to that song every time. Uh, that's just his entrance uh, theme. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, this guy, they, when, when he was entering... He, uh, Avilan was entering the game. They showed this guy wearing a Johnny Cash shirt, and yeah. he was standing up and cheering. Yeah. The, uh, the thing is, he was dancing. Yeah, he was dancing. But the thing is, like uh, Jeremy uh, pointed out, that the guy uh, probably didn't know why they were showing him no. on camera. <laughs> he had probably not. forgotten that he was wearing a Johnny Cash shirt, or he doesn't know that that's Johnny Cash who sings that song. Right. That would be my guess. Okay. He probably got the shirt at like um, Forever Twenty One or like uh-huh. what's that? A Hot Topic yeah. or something? Yeah. Or Urban. Outfitters and like, he probably thinks he probably thinks it's like a rapper or something. Yo, I'm Johnny Cash. I got cash <laughs> all over. You know, <laughs> like um, that should be a bit actually. But um, yeah. um but uh, yeah, I mean, he probably just thinks like, yo, money, like dollar dollar bills, y'all. You know, right. I don't know. Yeah. And like he was dancing, and then his friend was like standing next to him, like smiling, and it seemed like he was encouraging him to dance too. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah, yeah, come on, yeah, dance. He's dancing, you know. <laughs> and like I'm like, this guy doesn't know who the fuck Johnny Cash is. No. So well, yeah. he, here's some. It was some real good work by whoever, like, whatever cameraman spotted him. Yeah. And then they must have been yeah. like, okay, so when Luis Avilan comes in this game, we're going to show this guy with the Johnny Cash shirt. Yeah. Thing is, I don't think anybody, uh, you know, so this guy didn't realize it. I don't think anybody else realized why they were showing him. I no. think you, me, and that cameraman were the only people who actually caught that. Quite possibly, yeah, yeah. It was um, it, it was silly. Um, but uh, that actually was, like, for the cameraman's work, that was great yeah. business. Like, he must have... 
seeing that Avilan was warming up yep. and maybe like saw maybe he saw the Johnny Cash shirt earlier and he was like, Well if Avilan was warming up I gotta get this shot. Yeah. Whatever. So that was pretty good. So it was not wasted on everybody. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Just the guy who was on screen at the time <laughs> dancing like an idiot. But yeah. anyway, um one thing like this isn't really actually probably the best thing that the White Sox do with the video board is like that intro video. Yeah. Like there was a time, at least, when people were in the stands where they would do the Thunderstruck video, mm-hmm. and like fans actually got pumped up. When the Sox are playing good, I've been there when the Sox have been somewhat contenders, and they play that video, and like, and then like, everyone get on your feet for the Chicago White Sox, and then the fireworks go off, and people like get pumped up. Like, that actually does pump people up. When the team is in the state that they're at now, no one could give a crap about the no. video board. And no. the only thing that it's really doing is impairing me from seeing the lineups. Yep. So I was saying, like, it's annoying. And the Cubs do this, too. Like, right around the time. So, you know, you get to the game. They do the, the lineups. Um, and then they have them up on the board. They show them, like, in order. For, like, it's up there for, like, the pregame. Um, up until they decide to do the, um, the intros. Uh, this intro video and like that's about the time where I'm settling in like I've just finished my food and I want to like punch in my my lineups I want to like write them in and then they take it away so I had to look on on you for for your lineup yeah but uh it's a it's a minor annoying thing but it happens to me almost every game Uh if I don't get there and and I'm not super diligent about getting the lineups in uh it almost happens like every game yeah yeah well we uh one more thing about the scoreboard we also saw some more gang signs yeah there was more gang signs more gang sign sightings actually it was during, I, actually, it was during the emoji cam. I oh, think. Well, yes, it was. Yes, it, it was, was right. Yep. Yeah, because they showed some emoji cams. They showed two girls, and then there were two dudes behind them. And the one guy was like making some kind of symbol, uh, like I think he was just holding up a peace sign. But then the other guy next to him, the first thing he threw up was like the same like folks sign or whatever. Yeah. And then like, and then it stayed on them, and they put the, the emojis on them, and then they like <laughs> they kind of cleaned up their act, and they were just yeah. like making weird signs and stuff. But like. Um, yeah, you know, more gang science, whatever. Uh, the other thing, we, we, we always keep missing this. Yeah, yeah. We should mention that um, one of the sponsors for the uh, White Sox is uh, CJ Wilson Honda or something yeah. in, like, Naperville or something. Yeah. Zoom Zoom Nation. I, I CJ Wilson Zoom Zoom Nation. I don't understand why he owns a, a, a car dealership in Illinois. Yeah, no, it's weird. So CJ Wilson, former um, Angel, former Ranger yep. pitcher. I don't know if he pitched with anyone no, else. No, I, th- I think it was just he started with the Rangers. Yeah. He signed that big deal with the Angels, and he just fizzled out. Yeah, he did. He like he had like uh, he had like a good um, run there with the Rangers yep. as a closer, and then the the Angels signed him and converted him to a starter. Mm-hmm. But he was a gearhead. Like he was on Twitter in the early days, and like I think his like handle was like. I don't know, CJ Wilson, Suzuki or something. I don't know. Like, yeah. He was like into like racing cars and maybe motorcycles. So he's like a gearhead, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And he had that dealership and I don't know where it is or what he sells. I think one of them is CJ Wilson Honda. Yeah. But um, uh, he had one here when he was still playing. It's been around for a long time. Yeah. And they would mention it at Sox games. And I almost think it's, it almost seems like some kind of sort of like shot or something. It's like CJ Wilson is like, I'm going to make the White Sox like you know, say my name or something when mm. I'm not even, when I'm in California sucking for the angels, you know? <laughs> um, but, but he's, he's long retired at this point And like, yeah, so they're a hot, they're like a, a sponsor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, I don't know. Zoom, zoom nation. I'm not sure what that is. Like, no, that's, that's Hyundai, I think. Yeah. Um, zoom, zoom, maybe. And so like, maybe he, that's what he sells. Who 
knows, whatever. But uh-huh. yeah, I wanted to mention that. That's just a weird oddity. It is. Yeah. Uh, he must have. They must have sponsored a T-shirt night too, because I've seen oh, that. Maybe. I've seen that name on a lot of T-shirts. Oh, okay. So, yeah. 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 Maybe they're paying for those T-shirts. Um, what kind of food did you get, Jeremy, at the game? I got a um, bacon cheddar pretzel dog. Okay. And now that's something that's been around for a couple of years. Yeah. But I've never. I managed to never get it. Uh-huh. So I went for it tonight. And uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's expensive, though. Uh-huh. I'm what? Lo- are you willing to disclose what I'm you paid? I'm a little loath to say it, but it okay. was, it, I should say it's part of my it's part of my duty. Right. It was eight fifty. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, that was basically just a hot dog with... I mean, it looked delicious, but yeah. it, I mean, it also looked like a hot dog with, uh, uh, you know, uh, melted cheese and bacon bits on it. Yeah, it was a... It was a Polish. Oh, so was it a Polish? Yeah, so okay. It was a, the Polish is mm. six fifty. Okay. I, I was I was in line long enough to, to consider my move. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm paying two dollars extra for um, all the ex- the cheese. So it's a yeah, it's like bun. a Polish. Mm-hmm. And the bun is uh, to me the bun is almost worth. It. I I love pretzel bread. Okay. Um, okay. So like I'll go pretzel bun anytime I get that option. All right. So yeah, it was it was a big big old Polish sausage. With um yeah like nacho cheese on it and a, a, a substantial amount of bacon there, yeah uh, yeah and in the pretzel bun it was pretty good okay um it, the the sausage kind of tasted like a corn dog sausage which mm-hmm. like or like uh like the the hot dog that's in a corn dog which is always good yeah so uh, I would recommend that um if you can if you want to splurge a little bit oh yeah okay but yeah so that's what I got and that's why I was finishing up while Jack was doing his lineup uh-huh. like, like a good uh, baseball fan <laughs> but, yeah so that's that was that thing. Um, <clears throat> there was some more vendor drama. Yeah. So what what happened with that okay. guy? This isn't. It wasn't the same kind of drama that we've had um, in the past. Well, first of all, before we begin, uh, I have not seen Sam Eagleback at a single game. Not. Yeah. You know, we we have been sitting in left field, uh, right field most of the time, or that that side of the the stadium. But we saw him on that side of the stadium. So I just have not seen that guy. No. I mean, yeah. The more and more we don't see him, the more and more we must. Consider that he followed up on his word yeah, and he walked it, out. That possibly was all she wrote. <laughs> we'll um, see. Yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. Hopefully, we'll we'll, we'll catch him. So, again. what was this vendor saying to this usher? Yeah. So, uh, did I, I didn't write down the inning, but um, uh, he, the, a vendor comes up. He was selling beer. Um, he came up uh, the row and he stopped and talked to our vendor. And he's like, "Hey, uh, I just want to let you know, um, you, we might we might have a problem here." And he's like, a guy in about the sixth row in a blue shirt. He's like, you see him over there? He's like trying to point him out. He's like, yeah, I think he's had a little too much beer. And uh, he's like, I tried to, he was asking for more from me. And I said, sorry, my boss is calling me. (laughs) So he went up the aisle. And this is like at hushed tone. So I had to like lean in to hear this. Um, Luckily, we were one seat off the aisle. Mm -hmm. And, um, but they were speaking in hushed tones. And I was like, I was listening in. And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he called me. I told him, I'll He's, he told him, I'll be right back. My boss is calling me. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, he's like, yeah, he had trouble holding the beer. So I guess he was like spilling a beer on himself or whatever. Uh-huh. He's like, so you might want to watch out for that. Um, the funny thing about it is that the, the usher in our row was like a 19-year-old kid. Yeah. Yep. Like just some like, like – and not a big kid. Like, no. Like a uh, physically unimposing like – Yes. Like uh, a teenager basically. Yep. yep. So like I don't know what that – like the beer vendor seemed bigger than the usher kid. Yes. And I would imagine that the drunk guy was – bigger than the usher kid so like it was it was kind of goofy in in terms of that yeah and you know we should we should add here uh that uh you mentioned uh jeremy as well that those were the best seats we never paid for that's right best yeah. seats we never paid for yep. we were 
bet- we were between first and home. We were, um, and yeah. there were hardly any empty seats in that area. It was yeah. mostly Yankee fans. We lucked out. We didn't get kicked out. Yeah, we, we plopped down there in that last row yep. of, the, of the, that bottom section, mm-hmm. and uh, we got moved off uh, by four people who showed up. Uh, but they were cool enough to say, like, we only got four, so you guys can stay. Yep. So, like, we were like, yeah, cool. So we moved to the end of the aisle. We sat down, and we were talking about maybe moving in the half inning, but we wrote it out, and we, you know, to our credit, we uh, we, 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 we nev- never got uh, pushed from that section. Yeah. Re- remember when we used to sit in the upper deck? Yeah, I know. We were like, oh, these seats aren't that bad. <laughs> yeah, they exactly. were. Yeah, yeah. Bunch of suckers, I we, guess. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that today. I'm like, will we go in the upper deck today for the Yankees? Because yep. maybe more people will be there, and it's like... I was thinking, like, well, there's no point. There's no, just no point no, in doing it. No, um, There's better food options uh, downstairs, and there's more more of them. So. And we only paid $7 for these tickets, folks. Yes, that's right. $7 to see the Yankees. So there you go. Um, you know, it wasn't a it wasn't a dollar dog Wednesday, so mm. I think that's hurt attendance and and saved ticket prices. Yep. So, but yeah, so um, yeah, I, at one point, the, the while the two guys were talking, the vendor and the the usher, I think someone was trying to get by, mm-hmm. and then and like, and the vendor didn't notice it, and then when he did notice, I heard him say like, "Sorry, we're talking strategy here." <laughs> 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 Sorry. Um, uh, not in a like a jerky way, yeah. but he was like, "Sorry, we were talking strategy." Yep. Um. So uh, yeah, so that was that was just funny, and like I really, we were just we were really in the right place at the right time to hear that one. But, you, yeah, uh, you know, it's um, it's interesting too because that gets me to thinking about like uh, sort of the the communication between departments. So you know, sure. obviously the vendors are their own thing, but they also like you know how often do they communicate with the ushers yeah. and the people working in the vending stands? And, yeah, right. You know, that, just yeah. I mean, they're all ballpark employees. They're all in it together. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's not really much reason for the vendors and the ushers to really. Talk talk no. other than that sort of thing yep. i mean that's actually good looking out on the vendor part yep but it's like that kid couldn't have done anything no. and, and what and the guy never ended up getting kicked out yeah so i don't know what happened but, no nothing um but nothing really happened um so yeah so there was that um you know whenever you go to a white Sox game you hear some funny things yelled yeah from the crowd and we'll get to some as we talk about the players yeah we should... there was one there was one that i heard um that was just it really requires no commentary, but at some point, one we were surrounded by Yankees fans. Mm-hmm. At some point, when Aaron Hicks was up to bat, a Yankees. I wasn't even looking. I was like writing in my, something in my scorecard, but I just heard it. And some fan just yelled, stood up, and he's like, "Come on, Hick!" I thought it was funny. Just like it's like, okay, I don't know if you're trying. I don't know if you generally don't know the guy's name, or yep. you're trying to be funny and like you feel good yelling, calling someone a Hick or something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But he was just like, "Come on, Hick!" <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if I misheard the S or what, but I well, that, it made you know, me chuckle. I don't know what Aaron Hicks was doing batting fourth in that lineup. No, um, I guess they won seven to nothing, so it didn't matter. It was a JJ Reddick or um, the uh, yeah JJ Reddick. Ja, Josh, Josh Reddick. Yeah, JJ Reddick is a basketball. Yeah, player. that's right. Yeah, he was the Josh Reddick of the Yankees lineup tonight. I yes. Guess. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, so that's that gets us to the players yeah. and the actual game that happened. Um, uh, <clears throat> White Sox starting pitcher. Dylan yeah, Covey. Dylan or Dylan Covey. Oh, is it Covey? Uh, or Covey. Uh, so to quote Mark Borchert uh, Mark from, from America, is it Mark Borchert? How do you say it? Uh, Mark Borchard, yeah. Mark Borchard, yeah. So there, there's this part in uh, American movie, the the only movie he's really known for. Yes. Uh, where his movie is called Coven, and somebody calls it K 
coven? And he yeah. goes, nah, man, it's coven, not coven. That sounds like oven. <laughs> uh, so we, Jeremy and I cannot decide. We don't know whether Dylan Covey is uh, Covey or Covey. Yeah. You would think he'd want to be Covey yep. to sound like Mick Covey, William right. Covey. Right. But... But and like I always thought it was Covey, but then you thought you might have heard Gene Honda call him Covey, but yeah. we're not sure. No, we're not sure because I I, I yeah. listened for it and I was specifically listening for yeah, it, but okay. then immediately after I heard it, I just forgot about it. Yeah, well, I, regardless of it. And by the way, American Movie is an, an amazing documentary about it. Yeah, a guy uh, from Wisconsin who's trying to make his own movies. Um, so it's a movie about a guy making a movie. Yeah, it's really great. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's yeah. great. It's really funny. Um, and that's a real guy, and like yeah. that, so the whole thing. Yeah. It is. It actually is Coven, but he thinks it's Coven, and that's kind of who he is. Yeah. So it's great. Anyway, Dylan Covey or Covey or whoever, um, he. I'm happy to report that he threw a perfect game tonight. Through three innings. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh-huh. that's right. Um, so yeah, so he had the perfect game through three and a third, I mm-hmm. believe. Yep. Um, and then he lost the perfect game. He walked Stanton. All right. And then, let's see, he uh, gave up a double to Gregorius, so he lost a no-hitter. Yeah. Okay, all right. And then the next, and that's the next batter. And then the next batter after that, Aaron Hicks came up and got a single and uh, ended the shutout. He did. So it uh, it all kind of fell apart pretty quick for Dylan Covey. Covey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was... Dylan of Covey. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we yeah. dropped that bit. Yeah, that's right. Um. Well, okay, we'll, we'll do that. We're getting into the players now. So right, right, right. So, um, so... This so it got to the point in this inning where it looked like uh, Covey was really going to be getting sh- he's really going to get shelled yeah. and so with uh, with one out uh, in the inning and two men on base uh, Greg Bird hit a uh, massive drive yeah to uh, it was kind of left center but m- mainly center field hands down the play of the game. Yep. Play uh, of the season, maybe, for the White Sox. Probably the play of the season was by Adam of Engel. Yes. Uh, so he made a great, a great catch. Uh, so, so he robbed he robbed Bird of a home run. Yes. Um, but the way he did it was almost in a way that I haven't really seen before. Yeah. Somebody rob a home run. Uh, so he did not use the wall at all. Sometimes you'll see guys scale the wall by, like, using one foot and sort of propelling themselves up. Yeah. Angle just timed his jump correctly. So, like, his perfectly. hang time, he timed his jump perfectly. He had great hang time. And yeah. he, he... He caught it at the arc of his, like, ascent. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he pulled it down. And it was, an, it, was an, it was an amazing catch. We make fun of a lot of stuff on here, but there's nothing to make fun of uh, there. No, it was great. It was really yeah. good. Um, like, it was actually... It was more, like, um, dramatic in, in our vantage point because we were surrounded by Yankees fans. Yep. And there was one kid in front of us, like a 17-year-old kid or something... Um, who's a big Yankees fan, and, like, from our angle, because it was in left center, and so it was about the furthest part of the ballpark Mm -hmm. away from us, so we couldn't tell if he caught it or not, plus, like, you know, that's where the fans start singing, so we lost, we, we, you couldn't see what happened, like, completely, but he goes up, he comes down, there's no signal, and then he, like, comes and he throws the ball back, and, like, the kid in front of us was like, no! And he, like, turned back to his family. Yeah. And, like, it was just like, whoa! Like, and at that moment, we knew, and, like, uh, they called him out and everything. And, like, it was pretty, it was dramatic. It was a dramatic play. It was pretty cool. But it was it was awesome to see. We saw Adam of Angle last year um, rob uh, a twin in the Twins. We saw a, a No, it was uh, the Astros. Uh, oh. The Astros game, he robbed Brian McCann. 
Oh, was it? Yep. Didn't he rob someone in, in the Twins one? Because didn't... Uh, mm, Bucks, I, maybe not. Buxton had a couple remarkable catches in that one. Okay, but the, I thought Angle did it in that game as well. Uh, he might have. He might have one, made like a good catch. A good catch. Yeah. But the one he robbed was off the bat of Brian McCann okay, last year. the Houston Astros. And, Jeremy, you know what I realized was yeah. that game against the Houston Astros was halfway to Mardi Gras night, ah, which yes. is actually happening tomorrow, tomorrow I guarantee. So he almost did it. On the on the anniversary he, anniversary of halfway to Mardi Gras, he almost did it twice on halfway to Mardi there Gras. Must, he must really like Mardi Gras. Yeah, and maybe. Angle. Um, so so yeah, so he made a great uh, catch, which was awesome, um, and uh, that kind of saved Kobe's bacon a little bit. It did for it, the time being. Yeah, uh, he they ended up come out in the next inning, and he gave he, up two more runs. Yeah, but, he he did he did give up two more runs for a total of four over yeah. six and a third innings, I believe he pitched. Right, um, which was a good line for um, for Covey. Yeah. Not, uh, probably not for a good pitcher. No. But for Covey, it was pretty good. Yeah, he probably lowered his ERA with that one. Yeah, um, yeah. And you're right. It did it, that, that catch by an angle really did save him from having a bad outing. That was yeah. going to be a three-run home run by, by uh, Bird. Yeah, um, and speaking of Bird, like... Oof, yeah, when he came out tough. to throw infield, at, because he was the first baseman, uh, for the next inning he was throwing infield, and he looked <laughs> dejected. Yeah, he looked pretty sad. Here's a guy that. who's been just uh, ravaged by injuries yeah. uh, throughout the last couple of years. Seems like he's got a lot of potential, has some has good pop in his bat. Yeah. He's about to hit a three-run home run, yeah. Uh, and yeah, he just it just gets taken away from Ro- him. Robbed by Adam Engel, of he, all people. Right. Yeah, and then, interestingly enough, in the eighth inning against uh, our boy Tiago Vieira, Oof. he also had another one that looked like it could have gone out it did and so he would so he had he had hard luck uh two times mm-hmm. yeah so um so yeah you know and i guess uh you know if we want to go across the diamond and talk about lance lynn mm-hmm. i guess it was his first start as a yankee yeah since I, being acquired by the twins i mean from the you, twins if you're the twins you gotta be a little pissed about that yeah right? no okay so i was talking about it might as well say this for the podcast like lance lynn doesn't deserve to be on the yankees no he he held out all year uh, or all off season, uh, all spring training, like like most of spring training, trying to get like some you know trying to milk every cent he could get, um, and then he ends up signing with the Twins, who probably he didn't want to go to the Twins. Mm-hmm. There was talk he was going to come to the Cubs. Sure, I'm sure he would have liked to come to the. I actually I feel like there was rumblings that he wanted to go to the Cubs mm-hmm. because they probably have a better shot than the Twins. Yep. Um, but he holds holds out all year, doesn't get the contract he wants, then signs late with the Twins. Somehow doesn't like he starts the he breaks camp with the twins. He probably should have went to extended spring training. Yep. His first outing, he gave up like seven runs or something. Yeah. Just piss poor. Mm-hmm. He had a horrible year for the twins overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his ERA was in the fives yeah. when he was traded. Then then like somehow miraculously he gets traded to the Yankees. And then he, all of a sudden, it seems like he's probably interested in baseball again. Yep. And uh, he remembers that he's a pitcher. And he goes out and he throws a, a great game. Yeah. Seven he, and a third innings, right? Yeah. Two hits, one two walk, hits, yep. no runs, and nine Ks. Nine Ks, yeah. Yeah. And, and like, Where so, the hell did that come from? No, I don't know. But, uh, of course, he comes to the Yankees and he's going to help the Yankees. Yeah. Uh, and he's not a bad pitcher. His career he, career ERA they were showing on the board was 3.53. Yeah. Uh, over 1,000 1, plus innings. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. So he's been solid throughout his entire career. Yeah. Uh, it just seemed like he was, like, like pouting in Minnesota. Yep. And, like, didn't try. And then, you know... Um, Suddenly, the Yankees come calling, and he's a good pitcher again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So sorry, Twins fans, I guess. <laughs> but um, 
Uh, yeah, let's see. So who else do we got? Well, uh, so so the game started off yeah, started uh, with, with Brett Gardner taking uh, six straight pitches. Uh, he took he Jeremy Jeremy commented, uh, I don't think he's going to swing until <laughs> it gets to three and two. He's yeah. determined not to swing. And he didn't. And then I said, it'd be funny if he didn't swing and then got rung up. Yeah. And that's what happened. He, yeah. uh, he took six straight pitches. I don't know that I've ever seen... I mean, th- that's like an immaculate inning, just seeing a guy <laughs> take six pitches and strike out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ne- pretty rare. Yeah, never swing. Ne- yeah. never, and never, never swing. Never swing. Yeah. Um, and then so uh, in the next at-bat, John Carlos Stanton took uh, his first four pitches. I think okay. he worked the count to three and one. Okay. Uh, so nobody oh, yeah. swung the bat until 11 pitches in. I was like, <laughs> is there a plan just to not swing and yeah. hope Cubby just walks the walks and runs? Yeah, it's like Little League when like when you know you're, play, you're facing a pitcher who's wild. Right. And the coach just like, hey, don't no one swing, no one swing. Yep. Yeah, so to rattle him and get him out of there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was it was funny. It's like there was a thing, so there's a thing in baseball of like the leadoff guy taking some pitches mm-hmm. so your the rest of your lineup can see what the guy's throwing. But I think when you take it so far that you take all the pitches <laughs> and then you just sit down. That's you're not actually helping your team at that point. <laughs> yeah. 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 So anyway. Well, so we were talking, uh, you know, now that since we're on pitchers, uh, yeah. like how is Don Cooper not on the hot seat? Cubby's, you know, his ERA and stats are hot garbage. And not only uh, him, but Giolito. Giolito's and, are bad. Yeah. Uh, bad. Um, you know. Uh, I'm sure there's more. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's more. I mean, you know, Shields has, has turned it around. Yeah. He had a really bad start to his year. Yeah. So you know, at what point is uh, you know Don Cooper on the hot seat? How how is he not? Like, I mean, they have so much invested in. Giolito, like in that trade, like, um, and he's not doing good. So, like, I, I actually tweeted this months ago, but like, um, how is Giolito single handedly not gonna get Don Cooper fired? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know that Sox fans love him because he like has an accent and he's mm-hmm. like, ch- and he's got like a beer gut. But it's like at some point you need to maybe get rid of him to help your team. Yeah. You know, I don't know when this guy doesn't get on the hot seat. Yeah. So we had we had two baseball cockroaches as as uh, yeah. we are starting to call them. So Cooper is definitely one. He survived at least three regimes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ozzy, uh, Robin Ventura, and, um, uh, and Ricky. And Ricky now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no, it's true. He's three, but I think I think Larry Rothschild actually has he's, him beat. He's got him beat. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, so I I knew that that pitching Rothschild, coach for the New York Yankees, Larry yeah. Rothschild. Yeah. I knew that he had been with um, the Cubs for a long time, but uh-huh. I did not realize how long. So he was with the Cubs from 2002 to 2010. Mm. He began, as far as I can calculate, in the last year of the Don Baylor regime Oof. in 2002. Yeah. So then he survived that year, and then of course there was like there were these uh, fill-in guys um, after Baylor left. Um, but then Dusty Baker gets hired in 03. So then he lasts the whole Dusty Baker regime. And then he lasted the whole Lou Pinella regime as well. well yeah. And he only left after the 2010 season. Oh, no. And then in 2010, Lou Pinella retired yep. um, midway through, although you, someone could argue that he retired the day he signed the contract with the Cubs. <laughs> uh, I could argue that because he's a fucking... He did nothing. Anyway, um, and so then he was there for when Quaddy took over uh-huh. at the end as interim, and then he was named... Uh, when he was named uh, full-time manager in 2011, Rothschild jumped ship. Probably a good call to yeah. New York. Yeah, uh, where he then survived uh, Girardi, and I guess Girardi was in place then because they, didn't they? They didn't win in eleven, but Girardi was in place already. In, in uh, probably I want to say probably. Yeah, yeah. And he survived that, and now he's with Boone. So, yep. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I call him a baseball cockroach. Yeah. 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 But um, uh, Jack, check this out. So I was looking up Larry Rothschild, and. Um, I didn't realize he played. He pitched. He was in a, a pitcher, which makes sense. Like he mm. was a pitcher, but I don't think. 
Oh, here he pitched in seven games in the major leagues for the Tigers, five and eighty-one and two and eighty-two. But look at these pictures of Larry Rothschild as a player. Like, okay, so you got this one, um, Evansville. These are all minor league baseball okay, pictures. Yeah, yeah. So there's this one. Yeah. Oh, first he was also the the inaugural manager of the the Devil Rays too, Larry Rothschild. Was he really? He was. He was the, their first manager in history, wow. and he actually lasted for three years with them. Okay. Wow. Um, but. This is one of him, like, in the Iowa Cubs or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he looks, like, pitcher-ish. Um, yeah. Here's one where he looks like he looks like a typical skinny 80s pitcher or whatever. Yeah, right, right. Um, but check this one out. <laughs> now, that is uh, that is bizarre. Yeah, he... I'll make a whole gallery of these on, on the Rain Delay okay. website. Okay, yeah, that, that, that one is not like the others. No, we'll he looks that... like some, like, like hunky... Like surfer dude with like like shaggy luscious blonde hair, <laughs> and he has like a, a sexy come hither pose. Yeah, he looks very like sexual. <laughs> yeah, which I don't think of Larry Rothschild. No, but I thought that was interesting. You know, it's always interesting to see these players who are coaches. I if he was now. on Florida. I wonder if he played for Florida State. That is yeah, the Seminoles. Sem- he's wearing a Seminoles shirt. Yeah, yeah a jersey. So uh, yeah, I'll post all these to Rain Delay Theater. Okay. Uh, slash notes. Sure. Um, but uh, that's Larry Rothschild as player. I guess. Hmm. So there you go. Well, speaking of odd pictures, Neil Walker sure had a bizarre headshot. Yeah, so you, you know, can find that one as well. Yeah, we'll post that. We'll try to post that. Yeah, like, the, um, the colors were just off on it. The colors like, were weird. Yeah. It looks like he's like taking a photo, like a selfie or something. Yeah. Like, and he's like bending back, like like to try to fit his whole face in the frame. Or yeah. someone like just like stood, like jumped up in front of him and took the picture. And he's like, yeah. dude, get out of my face. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. It looks weird. So that's pretty funny. Um, we can find that. Yeah. We'll oh, that yeah. As well. um, now, there was a, a strange guy uh, sitting next to us. He was about 17 or whatever. He was a teenager. But mm-hmm. when eight, when uh, Yankees relief pitcher A.J. Cole came yeah. in the game. You guys all know A.J. Cole, the most commentable, like the most uh, talked about player in baseball, the one that everyone's yelling for. Oh, yeah. Everyone's cheering for him. They want his autograph. They want to meet him. They want to be him. Yeah. You know? Yeah, men want to be him. Women want to be with him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. AJ Cole. I, but actually, none of that's true. But this kid somehow was like the biggest AJ Cole fan in history. Yeah, he was just living and dying with every single AJ Cole pitch. Yeah. So we saw Lynn went seven and a third. Uh huh. Pitch great, and uh, people were cheering for him. He was getting a, a great ovation. Yep. But then they called to the bullpen for AJ Cole. And uh, do you want to do you want to do this? Yeah. This kid's like, come. He's like, he's like, yeah, AJ. He's like, yeah, AJ Cole. Yeah. Like, like he was like, like it's like, oh my god, my prayers have been answered. Yeah. They're putting in AJ Cole, and I get to see him in person. Yeah. And so I was trying to get like video of this. Um, I think in one of the videos on the Instagram story, I heard him incidentally in the background, but definitely I was rolling at, in that ninth inning. Because AJ Cole ended up finishing off. Did he? Does he get a save for that? Did he pitch uh, No, no, he, no. He, didn't, he did not. No, he had a pitch three innings. Right? Been, yeah, time run would have needed to be on deck. Or three innings. Or right? three innings. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so he only went two and a third, uh-huh. two and two thirds. Um, uh, he went. Yeah, I think he went one and two thirds. Oh, he? okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. So, um, uh, but this kid was like, he was implicit after AJ Cole came in the game. He was implicitly cheering for just AJ Cole and yes. not the Yankees anymore. Yeah, yeah. And we were like, is he related or whatever? I looked him up. He's from Florida. Yeah. So I don't think that they're related. No. And like, yeah, I, yeah, it was weird. Well, this kid's mom also like the more he was cheering for AJ Cole, it's like yeah. she had like her arm around him and she was kind of looking at him like she thought, uh, you know, like 
I, I don't know. It was like that uh, he should stop. Like he should tone it down a little. Yeah, bit. like maybe that he should tone it down. But also, it was like a mother's love. Like you know, no matter how like stupid her son is acting, like she's still gonna love him yeah. unconditionally. Yeah. it was kind of yeah. sweet. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know, I felt I felt sorry for her. Uh, it was sweet yet ripe for making fun of. Which we have to do. It's our duty. <laughs> now I don't know if you noticed, but AJ Cole's headshot. He had like a weird goatee. Um, like beard thing in yes, his headshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked yeah. trashy. Yeah, but he didn't trashy have. AF. He, yeah, yeah. He didn't have it in uh, in the game. He no. had shaved. He had shaved it off. Oh, you know, I bet that was because he was on the Yankees. Oh, that's true. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, so Cole has been. I think he came up. He was on the Nationals. Yep. I think he was on the Athletics at some point. Yeah. I almost want to say he got traded back and forth from the Nationals. Mm-hmm. And then he uh, somehow I didn't even know he was on the Yankees quite honestly. No. Um and which means that he's he's been a journeyman at it's at this point in his career, which is all the more odd that this kid was cheering for him. Mm-hmm. He was like the maybe the least he's maybe the least cheerable guy on the Yankees roster, yeah. <laughs> quite honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the exception of maybe Kyle Hish- Higashioka. Ooh. Yeah, H- Kyle Hig- Higashioka. Is that yeah. how you say it? I don't uh, know. Higashioka. Higashioka. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was saying, uh, you know, Gene Honda was uh, having a little fun with that. He was like, the catcher, number 66, Kyle. Higa- no, I got to do it again. God damn it. This, it's a hard <laughs> name to say. Okay. The catcher, number 66, Kyle Higashioka. You know, yeah, yeah, well, you know, Japanese connection. It's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I believe that. Yeah, I mean, like Gene Honda, I, I believe is Japanese, mm-hmm. and uh, Higashioka is definitely a Japanese name. Although sure. he doesn't look Japanese. Uh huh. Um, no, there's got to be somewhere in his bloodline that, with a name like that. Oh, unless he was adopted by Japanese parents, I don't know. You know, uh, we we've seen a real murderer's row of catchers uh, at Guaranteed Rate Field uh, yeah, this season. True. You know, between Bobby Wilson and yeah, now Bobby Higa- Wilson's war. Yeah, yeah, Bobby Wilson's war, and yeah. uh, you know now uh, Higashioka. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so he uh, he actually did get a single. Yeah, so I'll give him credit for he that. He was making some contact. Yeah. Um, he, he does not have a, a great batting average, but no, no, you know. Um, but th- so that was cool to see him, um, and he he battled with injuries. Oh, they I, th- I looked at an article and they said he's like the longest Yankee in the system to make his debut or something. Oh, really? I don't know if that was like hyperbole or yeah. what, but like you you remarked that he had been in the minors for a yeah while, since right? at least like oh seven or oh eight. Yeah. Um, um, there was a funny moment um, in uh, let's see when did Delmonico get the hit. Delmonico got the hit in the uh, bottom of the eighth. Okay. Okay. So at that point, Lancelin was still in the game. Yeah. He had retired 19 straight batters. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Um, the last guy to get a hit was in the first inning. Daniel Polka got a hit, which was like a questionable hit, actually. Like, um, it, it was hit to Gregorius, an infield single, um, and Gregorius kind of like he couldn't get a grip on it. Um, and so everyone was safe. Uh, runners at first and third were safe. Um, and then. Lynn, Lynn proceeds to go 19 in a row. So then you go, you go to the bottom of the eighth, and uh, Delmonico leads off and gets a single. And um, uh, they didn't pull him yet. They pulled him at the batter after that. But after the single, I don't know if you heard this, Jack, but some kid, some guy, some guy um, an, an adult male, uh, yelled, Delmonico gets a hit, and he's like, all right, let's go, yes, let's go. Yes, yes, I heard that. Yes. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, it's seven to nothing. Yeah, and he's just retired nineteen guys in a row. This and and I'm like, I don't know if let's go is is gonna do much at this point. I wonder if it's the same guy who got mad in the bottom of the ninth inning. Okay, so yes. bottom of the ninth, the Sox. I feel are, like it was. Yeah, the Sox are still down. Yeah. Uh, seven to nothing, and Yolmer Sanchez, Yolmer yeah. of Sanchez, leads yes. off the bottom of the ninth uh, with a double uh, mm-hmm. that. Uh, to right field, to the right field corner that possibly could have been stretched into a triple, 
But, uh, you know, you're down 7 nothing now to make the first out of the inning at third base. That's a cardinal rule of baseball. Yep. That, like, you know, why would you, uh, like, like say that? Like, that's, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's mm-hmm. just it's going against, like, everything that everyone always says about baseball is you don't make the first or the last out at third base. Yep. Yeah. So, but in his mind, he thought Yolmer should have... Uh, uh, advanced to second. Do you remember what he, third. Do you remember what he yelled exactly? Um, he was like, "Why'd you stop?" or something <laughs> like that. Like he's like, "No, keep going." <laughs> Whatever. And so then, so then, um, let's see. Let me look at my scorecard. So then, um, he. Oh yeah, did he? He advanced on a wild pitch, maybe. Uh, maybe he might have tagged up on an F seven. Okay, uh, maybe yeah, he tagged up. Okay, yeah, I didn't yeah, write yeah. that in my scorecard, but I remember he did get to third. Yep. And then same guy yells. Well, it's too late now. <laughs> it's like, dude. And then again, a reminder: the game's seven nothing. Yeah. Unless that run counts for eight runs, like maybe there's a rule change, and like that run would have counted for eight runs, and this guy only knew about it. He, he didn't need to be doing any of that stuff. No. So anyway, this guy, I don't know. I mean, yeah, he's clearly a, a true fan of the game. Really, um, he's a he's a strategist, um, and uh, he's very smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, actually for the White Sox, uh, Matt of Davidson, yeah. uh, was their best pitcher. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. Hands down. So w- we can just talk about this now. Uh, yes. in 2018, there was a new trend in baseball, uh, yeah. to consistently use position players as, uh, pitchers in blowouts. Or in this case, th- this was only a seven to nothing game. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a lot of runs to make up. But typically, you used to only see it yeah. in games that were blowouts very early, yeah. and the bullpen uh, really got stretched, where where you're where you're down six like six guys deep in the bullpen, yeah. and you just you 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 run out of pitchers. Yeah, like a fourteen nothing, sixteen to two, something like that. Yep. That's when you would see a position player. And now now you're seeing managers put position players in when when their teams are down six or seven runs. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about how our feelings about this before we actually talk about Davidson, okay. because he's like. I feel like he blow everything blows everything out of the water. But Jack, you were you seem like you're not into this. No, I'm not. So I used to think it was cool. Um, yeah. You know, like when we saw JB Shuck pitch a couple years ago uh, in a game, I was super excited about it. It was a defining moment in my life. Okay, uh, sure, sure. Uh, so uh, no, uh, but <laughs> it was I, cool. Yeah, it was cool. I was really excited about. It. I'd never seen it before. Um, and you know, I think a lot of people kind of felt that way. Now I think it's it's kind of like cheapening. The game, for lack of a better term, okay. I, I mean, I, I understand the strategy behind it. Yeah. But I also don't see why now they can't just expand the rosters to twenty six uh, to twenty six men, provided that that last guy is just a pitcher and a bring some pitcher. a mop up pitcher. Bring yeah. some guy, let some guy from AAA who 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 would otherwise be in AAA, yeah. just be there uh, as a guy who can just eat innings in games that are blowouts. Yeah. I feel like I've heard this this uh, opinion on like the Baseball Tonight podcast uh-huh. or something. I've heard some people talking about that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, that, you know, if if you if you want to do that, then then that's fine. I mean, I just can't argue with it. Like, I will say, if you want to if you want to say that it cheapens like the experience, the oddity of seeing like a position mm-hmm. player pitch, yes. yeah. Then like you know, yeah, there's no arguing that because now it's like because like no one even really talked about the Rizzo pitching. No, like there was not like a, a, a thing about it. But it was I'm, news here, but it wasn't news everywhere. Yeah, not really. Yeah, and like so, like, but I can't argue with the fact that like it's like why waste a why waste a a, a, a bullpen arm? Yeah. When um when you're when you are have decided that you have no chance of winning. this Yeah, because that's a pitcher you're not going to be able to use tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Now I don't know. Like we we talked about like like 
the the risk of like a position player getting injured when they pitch. But I guess like it, I guess it was really just Jose Canseco. Yeah, it was just Jose Canseco yeah. because he's a fucking stakehead. Yeah, and he was like trying to probably like like I don't know do some like macho shit like yeah. as a pitcher or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, however, you can be macho and pitch. I guess by throwing like trying to throw as hard as you can until your arm falls off and he got some kind of injury and like was out for the whole year you needed like tj or something yeah yeah yeah, idiot um so um so yeah so the odds of someone getting hurt um is is rare but like yeah this this year this is like an in-season like trend that started yeah of like just throwing a position player and like they made like uh they i saw like a note about it but then after they made this note it's like People are just ignoring it now. This was... And okay, and so then Matt Davidson came into the game. And he was not your average position right. player. Right. It kind, it kind of thwarted our whole discussion that we had about, like, the virtues or, like, whatever of, like, uh, p- pitching a, a position player because Davidson was was dealing. He looked good. You could even see in his delivery and just the way he carried it on the mound yeah. um, that he, he knew what he was doing up there. He must have pitched previously. Yeah, some... I know. At Ari- I think he went to Arizona, maybe. Okay. Um, but... Uh, um, we should say that in the top of the ninth, they showed him warming up in the bullpen. Yep. Which is one thing that you don't see often no. when a position player comes in is the guy actually warming up. Shuck, Shuck was warming up too when he, he did. came in. Yeah, but he okay. pitched. He pitched at Ohio State, I think it okay. was. Yeah. So that's another guy who knew how to pitch. Yeah, but... it seems like the guys who actually know how to pitch like want to warm up. Yep. And which da- makes sense, but. Yeah, and Davidson, uh, his fastball topped out at 92. His curveball yeah. was like 72, 71 miles an hour. Yeah. Uh, he was no joke. No, and like he. Okay, and so yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, he uh, he made Giancarlo Stanton look bad. Yes, he did. He yeah. threw him. Uh, he was throwing. He was throwing him gas, and then he threw him like one of those seventy-one mile per hour pitches. And it was it was it was a it must have been a curveball, and it was up in the zone. And Stanton like you could see like a hitch in Stanton's swing because he like adjusted. He was not expecting an off-speed pitch. No. I don't think. No. And so he adjusted mid-swing. To uh, to try to climb the ladder and hit this curveball and he missed it. Yep. And he looked he didn't look good doing it. No. He might have actually even fall. I don't know. He might. I don't know if that was when he fouled off. But but he didn't look good in in that in that particular swing. And so um, I think he worked a full count maybe. Yeah, I think he did. Um, but he struck out. Yeah, and then Davidson ended up striking him out. They showed a stat that said that Davidson had struck out Rudnet or Door. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Stanton, yep. those were his only two strikeouts for the year in his third appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were remarking that Stanton could not be happy facing this guy, nor could no. any of the Yankees. No, because it's a lose lose. Yep. Like either you get a hit off the guy, or you crush it, and and people are like, well, that's what you were supposed to do. Yep. Or you strike out or make an out, and it's like, dude, you looked foolish doing that. Yep. Um, and I would give him credit. I would give any of the batters credit because Davidson was doing good. Um, but Stanton looked pretty pissed yeah. that he struck out. In fact, he was so pissed yeah. uh, that he did not come back out for the bottom of the ninth. No, uh, no. Shane Robinson came into his place in right field. Yeah. Uh, so we were wondering, like, did Stanton like take himself out of the game? Yeah, I maybe. Like, he was like pouting. He like got pissed off and just like he's like, I'm not going back out there. You find yeah. someone else. Throw Robinson out there. I don't care. Yeah. You yeah. know. But like, and Stanton doesn't seem like a jerk. Like, no, not a he huge doesn't. Jerk. No. Um, so like, I I would be surprised if that happened. But who knows? Guys like are have pride and like you know like that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. So it will it'll be interesting again. Like it'll be interesting to see what happens with that um, afterwards. But uh, yeah, like if he said he was injured or whatever, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, so that was uh, that was 
the whole uh, thing was interesting. Yeah. Now, Jeremy, I, I will also ask you too, because um, yeah. you mentioned like you know, would National League teams be looking at Davidson now? And yeah. I wonder, I wonder if that's something that like would be a selling point either for Rick Hahn or you know whatever GM eventually tries to like deal him or yeah. even uh, Matt Davidson's own agent to say, hey, like you know, if you sign this guy, he can give you an inning in a pinch. Yeah. Like, watch him pitch. Yeah, and like, and what, what, like Madden and uh, oh god, who did it? Uh, well. Kevin Cash did it. Kevin Cash seems to be doing some innovative things. He's the manager of the uh, Rays who did the opener this year. They yep. started using opener pitchers. Yep. Um, uh, they, they've done a thing this year where they've uh, put the position player back into the field. Or they put the pitcher back into the field so they can put him back in as pitcher. Okay. Uh, because they're still eligible. Like famously in uh, 2016, Madden did it with Travis Wood yep. moving into left field. And then he made a, a catch. Um, but, uh, yeah, you could, you could ostensibly put, start Davidson as your third baseman, bring him in to face, uh, you know, face a righty or something, and then put him back out to third base afterwards. Yeah. Like, you know, it could be a selling point, but, um, but yeah, so that happened. Uh, then when Davidson came back into the dugout, they showed him on the board and he was talking to, uh, Rodon, all the pitchers gathered around him and were talking to him. Yeah. And I was wondering if they were actually trying to get tips from him. Yeah, they were seeking out advice. Yeah, because like, they're like, oh, how do you throw that, that curveball, man? I can't get that. They just hit the shit out of my curveball. You know? <laughs> like, he probably could have given Giolito some advice. Oh, yeah. On how to be an effective pitcher. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, let's see. And, uh... And speaking of strikeouts and, and all that, um, I had, had another funny thing that I heard in the stands. I don't know if you heard this one either, uh-huh. but in the bottom of the eighth, when Engel struck out, to uh, he didn't end the inning, but he struck out um, against uh, Cole, uh, I heard a little, like, Engel struck out, and I heard a little kid, a Yankees fan, yell, sit down, oh, <laughs> after, Engel, after Engel struck out. Uh-huh. So, like, this was, like, some kind of, like, trash-talking New York little kid, like yeah. some hard ass little kid. Yeah. So it's like angle strikes. I was like, sit down. Yeah, he was still sore about uh, Bird's Homer. Yeah, I guess so, maybe. But uh, he's talking trash at a young age, I guess. <laughs> but um, let's see what else I got there. I mean, well, you, you know, Jeremy, yeah. it was it was another uh, it was another White Sox blowout. It was. Um, for the most part, I feel like we've just seen them get blown out. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Games. Yeah. Yeah, they did. Well, they beat the Cardinals. They beat but, the Cardinals. But yeah, but so like, and you know, and I guess I guess they stuck around for a little bit. But then uh, in the eighth inning when uh, Neil Walker hit the two-run homer to just fully officially seal the game, they got up and left in droves, they basically. Did. They did. And, um, you know, and the Yankees fans were feeling it. As they were walking out, the Yankees fans started chanting, let's go Yankees. Yep. And um, it was kind of rubbing salt in the wounds of the, of the White Sox. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like these Yankees fans were taking pride in beating the White Sox. And I know that they have... The pride of the Yankees. They they have Yankee pride in general, but it's almost like gloating in front of the White Sox. Yeah. It's like trying to like ask. It's like like letting like a little kid like take a shot uh, in a game with like a bunch of basketball play like professional basketball players, and then he misses, and then the basketball players are like, "Dude, you suck! Come mm-hmm. on, get out of here, little kid!" Yeah. It's like. Come on, Yankees fans. Like, do you feel that great, like, gloating over your victory over the White Sox? Yeah. Like, you got bigger... Like, worry about the, the Red Sox, you know? Like, you know, you won the game, be happy, go home, get a steak, and then come come, come back at it tomorrow, you know? Right, yeah. So, that's that was my little... That's my scolding of Yankees fans for having too much pride at, the, at beating the White Sox. <laughs> um, so, that was the game. 
That well, was the game. You know, I, uh, I, I had, so I had not gotten an Expos mention on my Expos hat yeah, for a we were, while. We were, um, we were, it was cold in, in terms of the baseball respect front tonight. It, it was, us. it was, but, uh, you know, I turned it up at the end of the game. There yeah. was one dude, so Jeremy and I were just kind of filling out our score sheets at the end of the game, doing yeah. the pitches lines and whatnot, and yep. some guy yelled at me, now that's a hat! Now that is a hat! And I was like, <laughs> I, I, my ears perked up, I turned to him, he was pointing at me, and I was like, oh, thank you very much, and then he... He took his shirt like he he gestured at his shirt. And yeah. He was wearing an expo shirt. Expo shirt, yes. yeah. Yeah. So he like, signified with that guy. Yeah, I, I love that. And then so then. Um, but before you move on, what was he wearing on his head? A White Sox hat. <laughs> so <laughs> he broke that cardinal sin of wearing. We can call it cardinal sin because it is rooted at the Cardinals game. But yep. Of wearing a different hat and different shirt. <laughs> this dude with the dude, I just want to say you got the compliment, but the guy was also wearing a White Sox hat. So he's wearing two different he was wearing conflicting teams. Just, uh-huh. I'm just putting that out there. Sure, that, yeah. that works. Yeah. Um so then then we get out to the uh, train area. Yeah. And then there was a dude with an expos hat. Let, like, let me just talk about the train thing really yeah. quick. So yeah. we, we took the red line back uh-huh. and like it was odd. Normally, you walk like so uh, when you're walking on the platform. The the right side is the side going north, and that's the side that we take. Normally, they're up there pretty close, and you have to walk around them. Yep. And like you, you're walking behind the crowd. But for some reason, the 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 traffic was going in front of the people, between the people and the tracks. Yeah. So we were kind of running the gauntlet, literally, of like fans. Like there was like like we were on parade in front of all these fans. Like, and they were they were like you know five deep well they were like, all new yorkers too yeah. though like because because clearly so they all got off everybody on the train basically got off downtown i wonder um, if there was subway new york subway etiquette yeah i was thinking MTA, that yeah. maybe it was yeah so it was weird so like we were we were passing these people and like so we were yeah we were like on parade for these people and like you saw a guy with the expo's head. You tried to avoid him because you yeah. didn't want to like talk to him. Yeah, so I kind of like put my head down. I don't know why. I'm just a shy person sometimes. Yeah, it was uh, funny. You were like looking for a phantom train. You're like, oh, there's a train coming. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you were, you were turned away from it. And I was watching the whole thing from behind yeah. you. And the guy saw, spotted your expo's yep. hat and he was waiting. Yeah. And so you, he, you had his, you had your head turned as he passed you, but he did he yell out to you? Well, or? he kind of like he kind of nudged me, and I like okay. I like nudged him back, and I just said, "Nice hat." Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And, you guys uh, signified, yeah. It was a moment, um, and yeah. then right after that, right some after guy that. was like, "An Expos hat? Like that's old school." Yeah, he yeah. was a Yankees fan. He's like an Expos hat, and I like. I couldn't tell if he was going to be like, I fucking hate those lime, those French bastards or whatever, you know? Or he was going to say, like, that's awesome. And he was like, that's old school, man. Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh, he was God. like, that's cool. And like, whatever. Nice. And like, yeah. so like, yeah, so you got that. So you, you, you were up, man, you, you. Three to nothing. Yeah. That, I think I was ahead of you with the, the pilots. I also wore yeah. my pilot's hat and I got yep. nothing. I got zilch. Yeah. Um, but, uh. I think it was like I see I was getting fans it's like the pilots are like the expos of the like baby boomer generation or something <laughs> you know so I don't know the same people who got Trump elected so I don't know but anyway um so uh so yeah so um there you go um so so Jack you you probably pulled ahead of me in in total uh confidence for sure, for sure. but uh, I don't know I got to get I, I got to get back I got to get back I don't know what, how I'm going to do it but yeah we'll see well there'll be more games to go to yeah uh, for yeah. sure mm-hmm. but that'll do it for this one it will it will uh, and so we don't know uh we'll probably be back with the mini sometime next week but until yeah. then uh yeah it's until then I'm Jeremy of Dionysio and I'm Jack of Swakowski we'll see you next time on Game of Thrones Talk <laughs> uh, aka Rainbow Theater bye